All right, all right. Let's give God a big hand. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Everybody said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, this is why we're building a new building right here. We're very thankful. It's a good problem, and we're very glad you're here tonight. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. We certainly humbly apologize for any inconveniences up to this moment. And, uh, but we're going to uh, take a little offering. I think that's what we're going to do because we want to get the preacher on the floor muy rápido, in a hurry. Okay? We love you. We're glad you're here. You look great. And just keep your minds on God. Try to uh, let us focus on getting people seated and you focus on worshiping God, okay? Amen. All right. Give God another big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Sal, going to need a little help. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Lord. God is a good God. Yes, He is. God is a good God. Yes, He is. God is a good God. Yes, He is. God is a mighty, mighty good God. Yes, He is. One, two, three, four. Pick me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on higher ground. He picked me up. He turned me around. He placed my feet on high ground. He picked me up. Turned me around. Placed my feet on high ground. He picked me up. Turned me around. Placed my feet on higher ground. Viva, Dios de agua viva, 
Dios de agua viva en mi ser Yo tengo un gozo en mi alma Gozo en mi alma Gozo en mi alma en mi ser Como Dios de agua viva Dios de agua viva Dios de agua viva en mi ser Thank you Jesus All right, everybody said praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. God is a great God, kind and loving. We appreciate your generosity. We're going to allow you to be seated while Pastor Kennedy comes to greet the congregation for a few moments. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everyone. It's great to be in a youth rally. Thanks for letting me be here. <laughs> Praise God. Wanna... Something awesome is happening in this place tonight. We come with an expectation of something awesome happening. We didn't come here just to look at each other, but I came believing that God was going to do something in this place. Praise God. And to consider that the Scripture says, that he said, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. Praise God. To me, that's an incredible thing to think that the creator of the universe is looking our way and that he is standing and knocking on the door of our hearts tonight. Right. Praise God. And what happens here is up to us because he said, if any man. All right? Everybody say, that's me. That's me. If any man, if any man will listen up. Praise God. If any man will take the initiative just to open the door, he said, I will come in. There's some very clear and definite statements that anybody can have this if you'll just open your heart to it. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. The, the challenge today is not that men can't hear, but it's the scripture said, if any man will. It, it is not that people, that God's not moving upon them or speaking to them or knocking at their heart's door, but it becomes a matter of our will. It's not that we don't hear it, but sometimes it's that we don't want to hear it. Amen? It, it's, sometimes it is a, an act or it is our very will that determines what we receive. And I hope tonight in this place that you have come to open your heart, to open your mind, to receive the word of the Lord. Amen. His word is sure. His word is pure. His word is quick. His word is powerful. And if you will open your heart to him, he's going to come in. Hallelujah. He's going to come in and bring liberty. He's going to bring freedom. He's going to bring deliverance into your life. He's got a blessing for you tonight. But it's up to you just to open the door. If any man will do it, he said, I will come in. Hallelujah. Come on and give him praise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. 
Lord, come on and worship Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we lift you up. Hallelujah. You're worthy. Hallelujah. We praise your name. Hallelujah. So worthy. Hallelujah. Lord, we hallelujah. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. You're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, you're worthy to be praised. Hallelujah, you're worthy to be praised. Come on, let's love him. I praise you, Holy One. Lift your heart with your hands. Heavenward in the name of Jesus. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory, glory, glory. Thank you, Jesus. All right. You can be seated, Pastor Feld. If you'll come up, I got you a seat. So just come on up the center aisle because I don't think you'll, I don't know, make it wherever you can make it. <laughs> Whatever gets you here. Pastor Urshan's coming. And the Fort Myers youth group can begin to make their way to the platform right now. How many glad that you are in the house of the Lord on Friday night at a youth rally in Belle Glade? Amen. I like the Holy Ghost that I feel right now. Hallelujah. I like the Holy Ghost that I feel right now. I was reading a story about the Cold War uh, the other day and, and how that the Soviet Union made up their mind that they were not going to allow Germany to receive any kind of an aid, uh, any type of foreign aid, any type of food. They were going to starve them. They were going to make sure that nobody could get to them so that they could break their will. And there was great resistance. The United States tried to bring aid from the ocean, and the Soviet ships blocked them. And they tried to bring it over land by truck, and the Soviet armies blocked them. And and bullets were flying and bombs were at ready and there was just seemed to be no way to get the aid to the people who were starving in uh, the interior of Europe and uh, history says that finally the United States decided that they were gonna airlift supplies in over the bullets over the bombs and for month after month after month over years Every hour, on the hour, U.S. planes would land in there and would bring food and bring supplies. And it was a show that the United States could do whatever they wanted, whenever they wanted, however they wanted. And if, if the people in there wanted it, they would bring it to them. Well, I'm going to tell you something. That's all well and good for this world, but I want you to know that there's a great big God. And it doesn't matter what you have going on at home. If you will, He will. If you will... Hallelujah. He will. He wants to help the hungry. He wants to give to the thirsty. If you make up in your mind, I will be blessed tonight, He will bless you. If you lift up your voice and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. There is no devil in hell that can stop you from receiving the Holy Ghost, from receiving a blessing from God. 
Paul said, I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature can separate us from the love of God. Who shall separate us? I need to know if there's somebody that's made up their mind. I'm getting the Holy Ghost tonight. I'm getting a blessing tonight. I'm going to shout tonight. I'm going to dance tonight. Y'all didn't come to have church. Y'all came to look pretty. I need somebody that has made up their mind that the devil won't stop me. My unsafe family won't stop me. The carnal kids in the youth group won't stop me. Nothing can separate me. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. There's people you walked out of abusive homes, but you came anyway. There's people you came out of lying atmospheres, but you came anyway. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing's going to stop me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. God bless you. You can be seated. Let's continue to worship the Lord. Give him praise tonight.
Time of need. Jesus, Jesus, what is that? Jesus, 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 On solid ground, he made me new and he made me whole. He gave me hope and he saved my soul. We're gonna shout it out loud, let the whole world hear. We're gonna shout it from the rooftops loud and clear. Strong tower. My healer, my healer, redeemer, redeemer, my savior, my savior, provider, provider, my shelter, my shelter, creator, creator, life giver, life giver, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Pick me up and he turned me around. He placed my feet on solid ground. He made me new and he made me whole. He gave me hope and he saved my soul. We're gonna shout it out loud, let the whole world hear. We're gonna shout it from the rooftops loud and clear. Strong tower, strong tower, my healer, my healer, redeemer, redeemer, my savior, my savior, provider, provider, my shelter, my shelter.
Anybody glad he saved you tonight? Anybody know we serve a mighty God? We're gonna shout it out loud. We're gonna shout it out loud. Let the whole world hear. We're gonna shout it from the rooftops loud and clear. Come tower, my healer, redeemer, my savior, provider, my shelter, creator, life Praise the, Lord. Praise the Lord. God is great and God is mighty. Yes, he is. Give him another big hand. Come on. I thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. All right. Everybody said hallelujah. hallelujah. Everybody said praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Everybody said youth rally. Youth rally. Well, give God another big hand. All right, we're going to sing a little chorus, and then we're going to bring the preacher on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Kids, we'll work it out. 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 She's will work it out. She's will work it out. She's will work it out. I said that problem that I had, I, I just couldn't see the song. I tried and I tried. I kept getting deeper involved, but I gave it over to Jesus, and I stopped worrying about it. I gave it over to the Lord, and He worked it out. Oh, Jesus will work it out. She's will work it out. Yes, He will. She's will work it out. Yes, He will. I said that problem that. He'll do it for me. He'll do it for you. My God 
wash it. Oh, my God can wash it. Oh, wash it out. Jesus can work 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 it out. Why are you trying to figure it out? They already worked it out. Why are you trying to figure it out? They already worked it out. Abraham had a son. Isaac was the only one. Adam to a mountain high. boy getting ready to die. Abraham said no word. Cause the voice from heaven he heard. Abraham, Abraham. Abraham, Abraham. Can you see the lamb? Can you see the lamb? Didn't get to work it out. 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 Why are you trying to figure it out? He already worked it out. Why are you trying to figure it out? He already worked it out. Don't been sick so long. Flesh fell from his bones. Lost his house and children. Everything that he had was gone. Wife came running to him. There's a devil all in her eye. That job you've been sick so long. That job you've been sick so long. Curse your God and die. Curse your God and die. Job he looked at the woman. Job he looked at the woman. He looked up to the sky. He looked up to the sky. Now woman you sound foolish. Woman you sound foolish. Worship him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. All right. We bring you Brother Diaz from Sacramento, California. God bless you. Would you clap your hands one more time to the Lord? Everybody, would you simply close your eyes for a moment? Let's focus upon Jesus and give him a good hand clap of praise tonight. Oh, holy God of heaven, we've come to magnify you. We've come to hear your words and celebrate uh, what you're about to do, Jesus. There's nobody like you. Hallelujah. Somebody shout hallelujah. Come on, one more time, shout hallelujah. I want just the young people to shout hallelujah. Come on, one more time, young people, shout hallelujah. 
Hallelujah, Jesus. One more hand clap of praise unto the Lord. You're worthy, O God of heaven. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. It is a great, great pleasure to be here. Amen. With you. And when I say you, I mean everybody that is in this building, but specifically with you young people that are here. Amen. We love you. Amen. These pastors and ministers and your parents that are here in support of you. Amen. Sincerely love you and believe in you. Hallelujah. To do great things in the church. Hallelujah. Praise God. It is, it is wonderful to get to know Florida. It's my first time here, uh, here in the state of Florida. And uh, I, I've been in contact with my wife and friends back home. And they told me that it's been over 100 degrees over there. And um, I don't necessarily know which one is more comfortable <laughs> because I'm not used to humidity. Amen. But, but I think I can get used to it while I'm here. Amen. Especially when I see the people that are here. You're such a wonderful people that love God. Amen. And, um, you know, the Lord is already in this place. And you have worshipped and you have praised the Lord with all your heart. And I'm going to give you some great news right now. I am not going to be long-winded tonight. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Now, I know that a lot of preachers will tell you that and then they won't do it. Or some of them. I, I, I will not be long-winded tonight. But I do say that, young people, because I am here for you tonight. Amen. I'm here to do my dead level best, and I will do my best to help you. Amen. But you, as well, need to help the preacher tonight. Amen. So that way I don't preach long. <laughs> I, I, I do not come with intention to preach long. I do come with a burden upon my heart. Amen. I want to see, I'm going to ask you a couple of questions, and adults, um, in fact, everybody, you may be seated for just a few moments, and then we'll get into reading the Word of the Lord. But I, I do want to say that uh, uh, Pastor Feld, Senior Pastor Feld, it is so good to meet you, and um, it's good to meet all of these ministering brethren, amen, that are here, such wonderful, wonderful brethren. And, uh, you know, the Lord is what we all have in common. It doesn't matter whether you're a minister or, or, or lay member or whatever the case is or brand new to the church. The Lord is what we all have in common. And uh, young people, I have a couple of questions for you. First of all, I want to know, and, and, and please um, don't be embarrassed, amen, uh, when I ask this question. I, I do need your cooperation. I need, the, I need an uplifted hand for every young person that is here that does not have the Holy Ghost. If you have never spoken in other tongues, uh, I need you to simply lift your hand. Amen. Okay, so there are several here. How many of you want the Holy Ghost? Amen. You're going to get it tonight. Amen. Because God wants to fill you with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now, question number two. Question number two is, I know, I know some of you go to uh, your church school or, or, or 
private school, Christian school, but I want to know the hands of those young people that go to a secular, worldly, or public school. Would you lift your hands? If you go to a public school, would you lift your hands? Okay. All right. Wonderful. Now, I do not ask those questions just because I'm going to focus upon those few or those that are here that lifted their hands and raised their hands. It was just for my, for my knowledge. Um, what I'm going to preach to you here tonight, young people, is what the Lord laid upon my heart for you for this one evening. And uh, when Pastor Urshan had invited me uh, approximately a month ago or what have you, um, immediately I began to seek the face of the Lord and begin to think and ask myself this question, what, what can I do to help in, in this service every young person that is here? And immediately the Lord uh, brought this message to, to my heart and uh, I, I'm just going to tell you young people I feel it heavy upon me and uh, uh, I, I want to do my best to transfer what I feel in my spirit to your spirit but you're going to be willing you got to be willing to receive it's already been made, made mention uh, several times we know that God will amen but we need you tonight to will to have that Amen. So if you would stand with me one more time and grab your Bibles and open them to Mark chapter number 1. Mark chapter number 1. Um, once again, Senior Pastor Feld and Pastor Urson, thank you so much for the kind invitation and all of the good things and, and just allowing me to be here to talk to these young people that are so precious. Mark chapter number 1 and verses 14 through 20 the Bible says now after that John was put in prison Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand repent ye and believe the gospel now as he walked by the sea of Galilee he saw Simon and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea for they were fishers and Jesus said unto them come ye after me and I will make you to become fishers of men and straightway they forsook their nets everybody say straightway, straightway. that means immediately and immediately they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little farther thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets, and straightway he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. One more section of scripture, Luke chapter number 5. Luke chapter number 5 verses 27 and 28 Luke chapter number 5 and verses 27 and 28 young people would you say amen when you're there amen Luke chapter number 5 verses 27 
and 28. And after these things, he went forth and saw a publican named Levi sitting at the receipt of custom. And he said unto him, Follow me. Notice verse number 28. The Bible simply says, And he left all, rose up, and followed him. And he left all, rose up, and follow him. Amen. Would you help me pray? Let's pray and ask God's blessing upon this house and anointing. Lord, we have come before your holy presence, opening our heart, opening our minds, Lord God, to receive your word. We pray, anoint your servant, anoint your people. Anoint all of our hearts tonight in the name of Jesus. Lord, that your word would do its work here tonight. Lord, that you would simply have your way in all of our hearts, in all of our soul and mind. Oh God, have your way in this house in the name of Jesus. And everybody say, in the name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you, and you may be seated. I want to take a few moments of this special youth rally here tonight to talk to you about what I believe, that uh, it is one thing that is very, very crucial, one thing that is very important to young people, for you to understand at the very age in which you are in whether you are 10 years old up to 25 years old or whatever your church considers as a youth group whether you're a teenager or entering into your teenage years or maybe even coming out of your teenage years whether you were raised in the church or whether you are maybe a new convert here maybe you've only been in church for five years or 10 years, whatever the case may be, I want to preach to you here tonight about one thing that will be so, so critical for you to understand, not only to understand, but to do, amen, if you're going to live for God successfully in this world that we are living in, believe it or not, young people, we are in a world, amen, that is struggling, we're in a world that is hurting, we are in a world that is hungry and thirsty after things that are righteous. But you can't necessarily see those things because what the world puts in your face has everything to do with sin. It has everything to do with lust. It has everything to do with immorality. But if you look beyond the mask and if you look around your neighborhood and your schools. I guarantee you that you will see young people such as yourselves that are desiring to know of something and desiring to know of somebody that can help them out of their situation. Why? Because they are hungry in their hearts. I believe I'm preaching to people, young people here tonight, that are hungry for a better walk with God. I believe that you have come. You've made the effort. You look sharp. All of that is great. You ought to be presentable unto the Lord. But I believe deep down in your heart there is a hunger and a desire for more 
of Jesus Christ. I believe that I'm preaching to young people that have come with a made-up mind. We have one night of youth rally, and I'm going to do my dead-level best to get what I can here tonight uh, some of some of you come with maybe a little bit of uh, issues uh, amen that you've been carrying for quite some time some of you maybe uh, come from broken homes uh, or are experiencing things in your home that you'd rather not talk about because it drains uh, your spiritual life. Uh, let me tell you today, young people, that you are in the right place tonight. You are in the presence, uh, amen, of the people that are willing to help you. But most of all, you're in the presence of a God that knows exactly where you're at and that is wanting to call you out of darkness and into his marvelous light and as it has been mentioned before there's no sin that's going to be able to stop you there's no devil that's going to be able to touch you if you simply give your God, your life to Jesus Christ amen I know that sometimes being young people I know sometimes it's a war. It's a daily war. It's a, it's a daily struggle. Uh, amen. There, there's, there's something in you that just fights and tries to pull you the, the wrong way. But, uh, but you are here and you're, you're doing the right thing. But uh, you, you, you can recognize and you can understand and agree with me that, that it's, a daily, it's a daily battle that you're entering into. When you wake up in the morning, you go to school amen some of you to a job you understand that uh, the devil's going to try to do his best uh, to trip you up the bible uh, teaches us uh, that we are in a war in fact the bible specifically says the weapons of our warfare they are not carnal but they are mighty through god amen it goes on to say that no man, amen, that warreth, uh, amen, entangleth himself uh, with the affairs of this life, uh, that he may please him who hath called him to be a soldier. I'm going to tell you something very, very quick, young people. You are a soldier here tonight uh, you may not have a, a certain uh, army outfit uh, as this world has but believe you me you have weapons uh, in your spirit uh, and at your disposal in the word of God believe you me it's going to be a struggle amen but let me tell you it don't matter how hard it may get uh, the weapons the Bible says of your warfare they are not carnal amen but they are mighty through God amen I'm telling you young people you have something inside of you you have something right in front of you called the word of God which is the sword hallelujah of the spirit and if you take that word believe you me you're going to come out on the other side victorious leaping for joy and shouting of victory because nothing can stop you God is with you and he wants to to be victorious day by day amen this army this army that we are in unlike the armies of this world unlike the army of the United States does not have a specific age that you have to become in order for you to be a part of the army in fact Bible Bible teaches that once you are born again, once you have been baptized with his spirit, once you have, 
been baptized in the name of Jesus that very moment you become a soldier in training that very moment uh, you have power beyond belief uh, amen the Bible may not teach an age but the Bible simply talks about a time amen in fact in one of our scripture texts the Bible says that Jesus himself said the time is fulfilled in other words the time is now it's not tomorrow the time is now it's 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 not uh, it's not on Sunday morning the time is now the time is tonight uh, amen the Lord uh, continued amen to to speak about the kingdom of heaven and he said that uh, the Bible says that he was preaching it and he was preaching that people needed to repent but I want to give you a little bit of a glimpse uh, of what I feel is going to happen here tonight when he used that word time that word time in its basic definition simply meaning a measure of time or a fixed and a definite time it is a limited period of time that he was talking about amen in other words it's as if he opened up a window of opportunity for the people of those days and immediately from there he goes on walking let's take a look at what happened when this window of opportunity amen went by these two fisher fishers simon and his brother andrew were just carrying about their normal day they were just going along and they were they were just fishing trying to catch their fish you know that's what they did for a living that's that's all they knew to do amen up until jesus had walked by and when the lord had walked by the bible says that he called for them he said you two you two guys that are fishing why don't you guys come and follow me the bible says that they immediately left their nets behind their nets represented their way of life their normal way of living their day-to-day -day average joe blow activities the way they were used to living amen immediately the bible says they left that behind it also represented their security it was how they were going to make a living in the future it was their career choice if you will amen but when the call of god came upon their life the bible says they left all of that behind and they left it immediately all of this they did to follow the call of god immediately after that the bible says that he ran into other fishers james and john and the bible says even more details a little bit more specific about james and john the bible says that uh, when he called them the bible says they left their father zebedee and also those hired servants uh, that they had let me tell you young people that when the bible teaches us and shows us that these two young men amen left their father zebedee i believe that we can glean from it and understand that they weren't just talking about the bible wasn't just trying to tell us that they left them uh, physically but I believe that they were abandoning all of the influence, amen, that that father had maybe imposed upon them boys. These were his boys. Uh, I'm sure he had great plans for them. 
That was most likely, amen, a family business that they were going to be taking over in the future someday when daddy was going to retire. And daddy had certain plans for them. This is your career. This is what you're going to be. But when Jesus came by, amen, all of that changed. Amen. The father, amen, Zebedee also, amen, in the Bible could be depicted as the old, amen, man. Everybody say the old man. The Bible talks about the old man being the old carnal ways or the old carnal uh, nature that you and I deal with on a day-to-day basis. But even more specifically, maybe young people, maybe, just maybe, amen, God would speak to you here today with regards to this name Zebedee because this name Zebedee simply means gift or your gift. Amen. You see, what was going on is when Jesus had walked by and he had called for those two, those two brothers, those uh, James and John, and he had called for them and said, hey, why don't you follow me? When they did leave their father and their hired servants, the Bible, amen, is trying to indicate to us that they left what was their gifting in life behind. I just want to tell you something. This is not in my notes, but I I feel to tell young people this. Don't get trapped uh, in the world uh, of sports. I understand uh, that you do that for recreation. And I understand some of you may have uh, or feel uh, a gifting to be a great athlete uh, and to make your way out of Florida and to make your way out of a situation. Uh, uh, But let me tell you, when the call of God comes upon your life, uh, you better be ready to leave that behind. Uh, You better be ready to put your gifting uh, in second place. Uh, Because when Jesus comes by, uh, amen, and when his call comes by and when his word speaks to your life you can understand that it is so powerful that it will make you amen leave certain things behind maybe it's friends you need to leave behind maybe it's family members you need to somewhat find a way to disassociate yourself with but let me tell you when the call of God comes upon your life young people it is something so powerful it is something so precious it is something so beautiful to see that God is calling you come on let's clap our hands unto the Lord in the name of Jesus you're worthy O Lord hallelujah amen you may be seated they left their natural gift behind to their world, fishing. To your world, whatever you're gifted in. These men heard the voice of their master. And it didn't matter what their daddy said. I got to live for Jesus. Didn't matter what mama was doing. Didn't matter what big brother or little sister was doing. I don't know about anybody else in my house, but I must follow him. I must follow him. This is a story of men, young, young men. These were not old men. They were not old. When you read the Bible, you know, you kind of get this understanding as a young person that these, these disciples were, were already 
old, strong men. But let me tell you, when you do some studying, these preachers will tell you that uh, when they received this call, scholars will tell you they, they, they were not much out of their teens. Some of them, maybe 20 years old, maybe 21. But they were not, they were not uh, uh, grown, grown men. They were still in the days of their youth. And it was this great abandonment of these things that they left behind that put these common young ones in the hands of one that could make them great soldiers in his army that would equip them to change their world. It was this radical abandonment of their past, amen, that led these men, common, common young people, amen, just the everyday Joe, amen, and made them great in the hands of a mighty God. In fact, this call of God that we're talking about was so powerful. This call of God was so strong that when we come to a character, a man by the name of Levi, amen, the Bible simply says that he left all. He left it all behind in the service. I believe there's a call. I don't know necessarily what God is going to call you to. I do know this. I believe there's a call. I believe that God is going to call some of you to leave some things behind so that you can pursue what God has intended for you here tonight and in your local church. Let me explain to you in just a very few moments, amen, in the ending of this message. Let me just explain to you what, what I really feel, amen, could be a blessing to you if you simply do. It's not a, it's, it's not a big thing, amen. You may think, uh, uh, but, but I'll tell you this, uh, it is a powerful thing that, that needs to be done if you're really going to walk with God and you're really going to live a holy and a righteous life. Uh, I, I'm reminded, amen, of a group of Navy SEALs, amen, this special elite force in the United States, uh, Navy SEAL team, not anybody can join, amen, soldiers, amen, can enlist and they can go through a training amen and they can uh, they can do their best uh, to become a navy seal but not everybody makes it amen it is the hardest uh, known training not just in the united states but in the world it is proven it has proven that for years in fact i remember reading an article about this navy seal uh, uh, training those that were committed amen to become the elite those that were committed to become the best and the finest, not just in the United States, uh, but in the world. Amen. I, I feel that I'm preaching to some young people that have that desire, that don't want to be average, that want to be great. Amen. That don't want their church and youth group uh, to just be an average church, uh, but that have a desire in their heart uh, that says, I, I want my youth group uh, to be the best, uh, and I, I want to be the best young person in that youth group. Uh, I want us to be the elite. I want us to be the example I want us to be the best so that everybody can see and have a pattern to follow these these Navy SEAL training weeks and months are very hard in fact the article that I was reading says for most the greatest challenges lie in week number four of the first phase. 
a grueling five and a half day training of continuous and ultimate training that determines who has the ability and the mindset to endure. And the caption above the article after that simply said, Welcome to Hell Week. Trainees and those that are aspiring to be the elite are constantly in motion. They are constantly cold. They are always hungry. They are always wet. Mud is everywhere. Covers their hands, their faces, amen, their uniforms. Sand burns their eyes. It chafes raw skin uh, from off of them. In fact, it is so grueling that they're at that training area in San Diego. Amen. They have medical personnel that stand by for emergencies. And they always are caught monitoring monitoring what are the exhausted soldiers. Sleep, there's not much of it in five and a half days. It's only until the very last evening that they are allowed three, maybe four hours of sleep amen these these people these trainees consume amen 7,000 calories amen in any given day and still lose weight it is a very grueling training process but only the elite will make it it is uh, it is made that way it is patterned that way they want the best uh, of all of America they don't want those that are going to give up they want those that are going to give it their best shot and understand uh, that they're not failures and that they can do what they put their minds to do in fact one of the greatest if not the greatest challenge uh, that they will tell you uh, goes through this time uh, of hell week uh, is the fact that the inner voice uh, that they hear uh, in their own minds uh, begins to mimic uh, the instructors uh, that are always pacing in front of them uh, as they're doing 200 push-ups uh, at a time uh, these 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 men these these sergeants uh, these captains these trainees are always just walking in front of them calling them scumbags uh, taunting them and saying why don't you just give up you can't make it to 200 push-ups you're too tired and then uh, the story goes on and in their mind uh, their mind begins to recount uh, the very words that these trainers uh, are telling them uh, amen uh, the story went on to say uh, that as these uh, these uh, instructors would continue to uh, come after them with words trying to taunt them and trying to literally make them uh, quit. Uh, amen. Uh, it says uh, that one quote of one famous sergeant that is a trainer he always would say look uh, if you quit right now you can go down the beach. Uh, amen. And you can get one of those luxurious hotels uh, and you can just call it a night and you can sleep for days. In other words uh, you can, go, you can quit right now and go back to your comfort zone. You can quit right now and get what your body is craving for. Those hotels are beckoning you. They want you to give up. And these, these men that are training them want them so desperately to give up. The reason why they do this, these instructors will tell you, is because if they can get you to quit, they want you to quit 
because they only want to give the middle to those that cannot be convinced to give up. They want to give that Navy SEAL badge to those that were willing to go beyond what their mind was telling them and that were willing to go beyond what that outer voice was telling them. They only wanted the best out of those trainees. I'm telling you young people here today, you have inside of you everything that you need to make it in living for God through your teenage years. There's nobody here that's going to tell you you can't make it. But on the other hand, you're sitting in a host of a congregation that is telling you you've got what it takes. You're not a quitter. It doesn't matter what your mama did or your dad did maybe they're losers but you're not a loser you're a winner you don't have to give up God bless you you may be seated musicians would you come throughout this time throughout this week that these soldiers endure there is one thing that they tell them every day, every time they line up in their normal positions. There is one thing that they gave an acronym to. It is simply D-O-R. Drop on request. In other words, you simply can walk out at any time and these instructors and trainers tell them and remind them of the fact that they can simply drop out and it's the simplest thing and the most easiest thing for them to do but there's one condition they have to do one thing and that is to the right side of their lineup close to where the modulars are. There is probably about seven foot high a brass shiny bell that all a trainee has to do when they've had enough and when they're so tired is walk over to that bell Grab the rope and simply ring the bell. And they're done. And they can go home to their families. Drop on request is what the devil is calling out to you. Drop on request is what your carnal nature is telling you day by day. It's very simple. All you got to do is walk out. All you got to do is stop trying. All you got to do is give in. These soldiers are well acquainted with that bell. Well acquainted with that bell. In fact, these training groups are so, they are so acquainted with this bell that every training group that goes through the shores of the Coronado Island in San Diego 
go into and sign up going into this Navy SEAL training course knowing that they're going to hear and they're going to actually see the very same bell that has eliminated hundreds if not thousands of people that tried to become the best that they could become there are only a few teams young people in all of the history of this training at Navy SEALs in San Diego that made it 100% none of their members dropped out it is a rare thing to find it is something that they maybe experience these, these instructors maybe experience one team in 10 years that were able to make it 100% without any member dropping out I'm reminded of one man that I heard on the radio he was a man that was a part of one of the latest teams that uh, passed 100% of the soldiers that went for this training course they interviewed him they asked him well Mr. Farrar can you, can you tell us what was the key to your team? You were a part of something so special. Not only were you a Navy SEAL, not only did you qualify, but your group, everybody made it. That is rare in history. Can you tell us if there's one thing you can point at in that whole training that your whole team did if you can find one thing can you tell it to us tonight and he said yes he said it's actually something strange that our instructors told us had never happened before he continued to relay the story of that week in which they were in the middle of the week called hell week he said it was the hardest time getting through that middle he said we hadn't ate for a long time he said we hadn't slept we were so tired we were physically beat and I know that some of my team members wanted to give up there was little chatter amongst us while we were carrying big big uh, telephone poles back and forward on the sand and we would try to encourage one another and uh, we still heard the chatter oh I feel like I feel like giving up I can't I can't go anymore I can't make it he said but something happened halfway through that week they actually, because of our performance, our instructors allowed us to have one hour of sleep. And he said, I don't know to this day who did it. He said, but we were so exhausted. He said, in fact, some of, some of, my, some of my friends could not even make it back to where they had these cots set up for us. He said, right there where we were lined up, right when they dismissed us, some of, some of my friends just fell on their face and began to sleep for one hour he said somewhere during that one hour 
He said, I don't know who did it, but somebody arose out of their sleep. And he began to make his way outside. And all the sergeants were looking at him. And in their mind, they knew, we got one. He's going to give up. He's going to give up. And the sergeants began to chatter and tell this man, Oh, you can't hang. You're going to leave your very own teammates while they're sleeping. You're going to leave them behind. What kind of a man are you? What kind of a person are you? Ah, it's all right. Go ahead and give it up. They ain't going to miss you. They won't miss you. Don't worry about it. That, they may not even think. They might not even think anything of you. Just go ahead and give it up. There's the bell right there. That man, as if he was in a drunken stupor, barely opening his eyes, made his way to that bell. Instead of sleeping, he was going to, as the sergeant supposed, he was going to give it all up. And he, he grabbed the rope on that bell. And the story goes on to say that, that the instructor saw him do something very, very different. And he let go of that, that rope. He didn't ring the bell because he had to ring the bell. He actually climbed that pole that they had it on. And he got the bell off of the hook. And he got it. And he was still so tired it's as if he didn't even know what he was doing but he knew what he was doing the instructor said that he took that bell and he marched himself out onto the sands of that Coronado Island in San Diego pretty far away the instructors didn't bother chasing him they just thought he was going to give up and somewhere out in the darkness of that night while his friends uh, are sleeping, he gets that bell. He gets down on his knees, puts the bell aside, and begins to dig a hole. Digging and clawing at that sand. Tired as can be. Nobody knows what exactly what he was thinking or even if he was in his right mind. He just began to claw at that sand he made a hole right there on the sand of that beach and he got that bell and he put it right in that hole that he had made and quickly as fast as he could he began to bury that bell putting all the sand back in its place patting it real good getting up on his feet and, and making making some uh, Making, uh, making a little bit of mess with that sand and tossing it all over the place so that nobody could tell where that bell was. He then got up and began to walk back to his camp. And when he walked back into his camp, young people, those sergeants uh, were asking him, what did you do with the bell? We thought you had given up. And he can barely answer them. And it is said, amen. That he simply said, no, I'm not giving up. But I made up my mind that the very thing that could cause me to give up, 
I needed to take initiative myself to bury it and to make sure that I didn't have a chance to give up and make sure that my friends were not going to give up. And the story goes that this team woke up and the moment they got in line, the instructor said, we want you to notice something. We want you to look at the bell. And those soldiers looked at that bell and there was no more bell. And I, and I wonder what went through their mind. In fact, Mr. Farrar didn't even disclose what was going on in his mind except for the fact uh, that he simply said this. Someone had gotten up while we were sleeping and eliminated the very thing that would cause any of us to quit. And he said what that told me and what that told everybody else that was lined up is we have no options. We are going to make it. I'm preaching to young people here tonight. There's something in your life that is trying to drag you down. There's something in every one of your life that you have struggled with in the past. And it's the very thing that's trying to get you to give up on living for God. But I've come to preach here tonight that it's time for you to grab your own personal bell and to bury that thing in this altar. I'm talking to young people that need a makeup in their mind. Tonight, I'm hearing the voice of God calling me, saying, I'm not going to give up. I'm not a quitter. I'm going to make it. But I've got to bury the very bell that can produce failure. It may be movies for some of you. It may be, it may be music for some of you. It may be friends for some of you. And in our scripture text, for a group of fishers, it was their nets that they had to let go. For the other group, the Bible mentioned it was the father and the hired servants that they had to leave behind. And then we get to Levi. And about Levi, the Bible simply says, he left all and followed him. God tonight is calling you young people to radical commitment, to radical abandonment of the very things and the very failures that you have had in the past. Some of you have struggled at your school. Some of you have struggled in your home with your friends, with different things. It does not matter what the thing is. What matters here tonight, young people, is that you get that determination inside of you that says, tonight I'm burying the bell. Tonight I'm getting rid of my past. Tonight, I'm going to eliminate that which
which can cause me to fail because I'm a winner. God is going to help me. God is here to help you, young people. Would you lift your hands? Would you begin to surrender unto the Lord? Some of you begin to bury that bell. Some of you begin, amen, to take that thing that has bound you and start digging a hole. Here's what I want. Here's what I feel. I want every young person. We're not going to embarrass nobody. But I feel this so strong. Every young person to come as close as you can to this altar. Move on all the way up. Every young person. Move on all the way up. And here's what we're going to do. Pastors, your youth leaders, we're going to be here to help you. But there's one thing that you need to do on your own. And that is focus on that one thing that's trying to get you to give up. And begin to leave that behind. And begin spiritually to dig a hole very deep as if you're digging a hole through that floor and begin to bury the very things that have held you back and once you do that your pastor your leader myself we're all going to gather together and we're going to begin to lay hands on you and if you have buried that bell I'm telling some of you young people you're going to feel something you've never felt before because God is going to lose his blessing and favor upon you here tonight young people would you when you're here would you lift your hands would you begin to make that commitment to God would you begin amen to bury the bell and would you begin to commit to God like you never have done so before Let's go ahead and sing a chorus. Oh, Jesus. That's it, young people. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Go ahead, young people. With my whole heart, I will sing. I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord. That's it. Go ahead. I will praise the Lord. Close your eyes. Focus on the Lord. Make that commitment to the Lord. Come on, that's the Holy Ghost. I will praise the Lord. If you need the Holy Ghost, would you lift your hands? God is about to move in this place. I will praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with my whole heart. I will sing. I will praise the Lord. Oh yes. Go ahead, brethren. Go ahead. Hallelujah. He is Lord. Let all creation sing. Hallelujah. Praise Him. Adore okay. Him. We're going to begin to pray with you. Some of you are already breaking through. Push a little harder. Push a little harder. Oh, yes. I will praise the Lord. I know that I will praise the Lord. Brethren, would you help me? Let's pray for them. Let's pray. The Lord. 